Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Give me an A. What's it? Give me an A. A? Give me a B. B? Give me an O. Oh. Give me an R. No, I'm silly. This is <laughs> enough. What, what's happening? What the are we Supreme spe- Court. We're back in the back in the abortion business again with after yesterday's uh, Supreme Court, uh, uh, what do they call the hearings? On right. the, um, I guess they're talking about Mississippi's law at the moment, right? Um, uh, yeah, Mississippi. So, that's right. correct. Okay. Yeah, 15-week uh, permission to, right. uh, or prohibition after 15 weeks. So well, I, I, I think love, the general... I love the, uh, Associated Press's headline was in this morning's paper, Justices Hint They'll Okay Abortion Limits. Right. I think that would be... They ask questions. But I think the questions are telling, you know, if they all relate to uh, how bad is Roe v. Wade so we can get rid of it once and for all, I think that's that tells you that that's, that might happen. But again, it is just speculation. And then when you heard Supreme Court analysts uh, talk about it, they said, well, the questions don't mean that much. They don't mean they necessarily will overturn it. They may just allow Mississippi's law or some, you know, variation or impose some other uh, will on this. Well, of course, they point out the three of the justices were appointed by Donald Trump, yet the only justice who has consistently advocated for overturning Roe versus Wade is Clarence Thomas. Okay. Well, and I think, but the questions yesterday indicated that the uh, uh, the, the President Trump's justice appointees were looking for, uh, you know, things that would relate to, uh, that could lead to more restriction. I wouldn't say prohibiting abortion, but things that could lead to more restrictions on abortion. That, again, I didn't watch the arguments. I just saw the analysis well, it boils afterward. Down, I watched part of it. it. It boils down, well, I heard part of it. You couldn't watch it. There were no cameras allowed. Okay. But they, uh, part of the, the discussion centered around and I think the salient point here is the current standard is viability. That's what Roe versus Wade, in mm, effect, okay. guarantees, viability. Now, Mississippi's saying what, six, six weeks? Fifteen weeks. Fifteen weeks, okay, fifteen weeks. And uh, Texas is less than that. The minute, minute heartbeat, heartbeat six is detectable. Weeks. Six weeks detectable. But the state's not responsible for enforcing that. So there People you go. Are. That's <laughs> right. another topic that has uh, well, allowed the Texas ban to stay into effect is this uh, successful end around the Texas legislature imposed and the governor signed, so and that's worked. But if nobody so ever far. files a complaint... Oh, they have. There are think? some pending. Yep, yep, uh-huh. they're happening. So I guess it would take a while till they make their way through the courts, but uh, I don't understand the Texas law enough to know exactly what makes it uh, untouchable without um, governments appealing, but somehow with having individuals suing in the civil courts prevents it from going straight to the Supreme Court for, a, uh, for the normal course of things, which, uh, you know, 
a tough law might have. Well, you could argue that no state action is required. In other words, the state set the mechanism in place for people who feel aggrieved by this. Yeah, they just operate civil courts and and let people go at it. Which uh, there have some been some uh, there have been some civil suits filed, and uh, it has had the desired chilling effect on the and on if, the. If you win, you get what ten thousand bucks. <laughs> uh, oh, at least yeah, at least that's the minimum. But you know a a good jury of folks that are ultra pro-life might say, well, no, that's uh, killing a baby is uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It doesn't even have to be a successful abortion. If you attempted to allow someone to get an abortion after six weeks in Texas is sufficient. It's uh, like an attempted murder right, charge. Let's say you and I want to file a complaint against, uh, who do you file a complaint against? The woman who had the abortion? Yep. Or the doctor who performed yep. the abortion? Everybody. It's just like a Everybody. civil suit. Everybody who has any pockets at all, deep or otherwise, can okay. be sued. All right, so you file that suit. Um, well, that's Texas. Let's get back to the U.S. Okay. Supreme Court in Mississippi, 15 well, weeks. that's true. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. So that's one of the items in the news. We had Congressman Carney on yesterday talking about the uh, northern border of the U.S., which is relatively unguarded, and the southern border, which is guarded but porous, uh, to say the very least, and that uh, leads to all kinds of dangers. We're going to talk to him in January about some of the dangers posed by borders that aren't sealed. So we'll do that on our Sunrise Show coming up next year. So we'll explore that still farther. He had a little bit to say about the infrastructure bill and the no votes from some Congress members and a little bit about Build Back Better as well. So you can comment on that. I asked a question about health insurance premiums and one of our good listeners uh, found some answers. So we're going to read those on the radio. Uh, You can call the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Start out with the keyword OTM at the beginning of your email or your text, and then we will get that message as we have uh, for one uh, from one individual already. So that's great. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com, then buy a vehicle. Stan, you are on the mark. First caller of the day. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, evidently, Alec Baldwin's going to sit down with George Stephanopoulos, or he has, and they're going to air it tonight on ABC. He already did, he already did, Stan, and there's some topics or some discussion already. He <laughs> claims he didn't pull the trigger, that the gun just that's went off. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I mean, I thought what I was seeing was, wasn't aired until tonight, but whatever, I didn't see it. I seen the clips, and the part where he said that Stephanopoulos asked him uh, if he bears any responsibility and what happened and how did you pull the trigger. He says, I didn't pull the trigger. I'm sorry. A gun doesn't go off unless unless someone pulls the trigger. Or possibly, seeing that it was a period piece, which was probably a single-action army, it could possibly go off if there's a round under the hammer and it's dropped. Okay, That's the only way that gun will go off. All right, the hammer has to be purposely cocked, and someone has to pull the trigger, and there has to be a live round in to happen. What you know for what happened to happen. So yeah, there there was mistakes made all the way around. But for him to sit there and say that he did not pull the trigger, 
who did the poltergeist in the building or what? It wasn't a church, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe he means he did, maybe deep down what he means is that he didn't deliberately pull the trigger. That's not what he said. Right? No, I understand. He said I would never pull the trigger or point the loaded right. gun into somebody. But maybe he just trigger. accidentally brushed it or something. You know, like if the hammer was all the way back. Well, then that would be the armor's responsibility. If the gun had such a hair trigger, someone should have discovered that long before, because <laughs> it would cost money to have the gun go off prematurely, even if there was a blank in it and they were shooting. I'm not defending. I I'm mean, just shooting saying, if you have a, video. A, a handgun, Joe, as you well know, if you have a handgun and it is cocked, then it doesn't take much to make it go off. Yes, it does. It all depends on the gun. They're all different, and I don't know how this one was set up or anything, but as I said, the, co- the hammer had to be pulled back and cocked ready to go. Now, why, if you weren't going to, you know, he was just, pra- my understanding of the whole thing was he was just practicing the scene, correct? That's correct. If he was practicing the draw, there was absolutely zero reason to cock the hammer. But he also should have checked it himself, not the armor, which somewhere there's liability. Now, I also seen, I'm not sure what I seen online or in the newspaper yesterday. I don't remember. But they're going to, the, evidently, there's a store down, a gun shop down there in uh, New Mexico that provides prop weapons for, like, movie sets. All right? And they're going in there and looking, investigating to see if anything was there. But there's also the they were put out that rumor that, that possibly that round was in the gun from another movie. Now, I'm <laughs> sorry if a prop gun has a round in from another movie. Somebody's really screwing up. <laughs> yeah, what is it the armor is supposed to do if not protect the actors from real rounds? I mean, that, that's, that's <laughs> their sole—that's their sole job to make sure right. that the firearms are used safely on the set. Right. So, so, but for him to say that he did not pull the trigger is a farce. Well, is he it, pulled the trigger. If, if, is it feasible? Now, he's not a gun guy, so he doesn't understand. Is it feasible that it was cocked and went off accidentally? Is that even humanly impossible at all? The only way it would go off, if if something broke at the hammer and it fell forward, but there, or if it's a single-action army Colt, uh, copy, unlikely to use an original one, there's a safety notch in case the main sear notch breaks. So if that breaks or something, it'll go down into that safety notch and prevent it from falling all the way forward. That's a possibility, but it shouldn't have gone off at that point. All right, so he has to be But if the hammer was lying. cocked, somebody had to pull the trigger. All right, so he has to be lying. There's just no other way around it. So what do you think not should that, happen? Not that what, I can see. Okay, so let's say you're right. What's the outcome here? What should we look for? He'll walk. He'll get a slap on the wrist and the judge and say, and they'll blame everybody else that had custody of that firearm beforehand, which they are also liable because the armor is paid to, to make sure that the guns are safe to be used on the set. And the guy that handed it to him should have also checked it. He's the one that said it was safe to be used on the set. There's liability all the way around. I think Baldwin will get a slap on the wrist. That's what I think even right. though he's the one that pulled the trigger. Well, you could make the argument that if, if they had had a blank in there, him pulling the trigger would be irrelevant. He had, well, unless, you could, I mean, unless you could prove people, to people me... Can, people have been injured with blanks before. I know, if they're right, right up close to them. But, yeah, and I don't know how close. Well, they, this lady was apparently a good bit away because the cam- she was behind the camera. Right, so I would say right, at least yeah. four to six feet, maybe right. more. All right. Anything well, else, yeah, Dan? Right. <laughs> no, but, you know, uh, for him to say that, 
And that's He's just lying. trying to, him trying to push blame onto somebody else and, and not take responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that. I'm, I'm, I, I will put it. this out there. Almost 100% sure he did not intend it to happen, but it did. Just like anybody else, you know, you hear the hunters in the woods accidentally shoot somebody. They did not intend to shoot somebody, but they did. They are held liable for that action, correct? Uh, if yeah, you're out you the get, woods, Mark, you, you accidentally and... shoot someone, you will be held re- liable for that action. Right, you get fined and charged. Civilly and lose or criminally. Lose your hunting. Both, I think well, criminally, yeah, the, too. Yeah, the family can sue you if they so choose. Right. So yeah. yeah, he 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 is responsible. But I don't think anything severe will happen to him. It's just just the way things are. We remember we do have a two tiered justice system, and he's in the upper, upper tier, tier. because he <laughs> contributes to the right people. That's all, right. all I'm going to say about it. So have a great day. Enjoy it. All Thank right. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Stan knows firearms, and he says Alec Baldwin is simply telling a lie. It's just that simple. All right. So we appreciate that. On the topic of health insurance, we have one email and one text. So we'll read those. We'll take more comers. If you wish to call in about anything else that has been uh, talked about, feel free to give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Do you agree Roe v. Wade is going down, or are you uh, like some of the pundits who say, well, not so fast. Just the questions aren't necessarily indicative of an outcome, so uh, to be continued. All right, what's your view on that one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. One of our good listeners says, would like Stan's opinion, the single-action Army revolver can go off if you pull the hammer back and let it go before the first detent. Alec claimed where it shot regardless. Okay, so if we need more analysis on that, that question is there. Alec Baldwin on the mind of uh, Joseph. (laughs) If you'd begged me yesterday to find out if we'd talk a great deal about Alec Baldwin today, I would have said no way, but hey, third way yes, in or uh, on this topic. Go ahead, sir. Yes, I don't particularly care for Alex Baldwin because <laughs> of the way he treated President Trump, but I want to say something in his defense. You cannot know a situation like that until you've been in a situation like that, and I have been. I almost shot my mother. When I was a teenager, I come home from hunting. My dad had an old 12-gauge uh, Winchester pump shotgun, and like a I didn't, we never taught gun safety or anything, but I was in the house and I pointed toward the floor and I was pumping the showers out on the couch. And oh mom was God. sitting across the, the kitchen on a wood box peeling potatoes 
And anyhow, in the meantime, she had got up, and that gun went off. And I didn't have my finger on the trigger. I was pumping it out. It just went off. And here's what happened. I seen the fire fly out of the barrel. Now, this is a 12-gauge shotgun in a house, and I never heard that ex- explosion, you know, of the the noise a gun a 12 gauge would make my mind shut me shut down as soon as i seen that flash of the bell i knew what happened and my mind just shut down and i couldn't hear anything it's it, it i'll tell you your mind plays tricks on you and with alex baldwin saying he didn't pull the trigger uh I, I, you know you don't know what happens in a situation like that because it's horrifying. It's it's terrible. I blew a hole in the kitchen floor. Of course, thankfully, my mother got up and was over by the sink. But she said it blew her dress up, just a concussion of the shock, you know, the, the shock wave of a 12-gauge. And uh, I said, don't tell my dad about that. Well, <laughs> she did. And, well, that's another story. But uh, another time after the that, the I was cautious with that gun. And a friend and I were walking up the road. We were going hunting. And I had it in one hand just carrying it. And that thing went off. I didn't have my hand near the trigger, so you know, uh, I'm I'm reluctant to uh, put blame on him. And and in his mind, I'm sure he didn't want to do that. Of course not. But his mind just just, just he, no way he could fathom that he would pull the trigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that so I, I will stand in his defense in that. Right. And another thing, well, let, me ask, you a thing let me ask you a question, me, Joseph. No one would believe. Hello, this. Joseph. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Don't you think your dad would have noticed the hole in the floor, whether your <laughs> no, mother no, it was told under him or not? the table, and I got a knife <laughs> and cut that out very carefully. And we had some linoleum up in the closet left over, oh, inlaid linoleum. And it's I, a cover I up. it in there, and he never probably saw it because he, he never did under a table, okay, you know. Okay, fair enough. I just wondered if he maybe he was dangerously unobservant. Well, the, the hole, because it was so close to the muzzle, it was just a hole probably two inches, you know what I mean? And so it was easy to cover up, and no one ever walked on it. Fair enough. But here's another situation. I was sleeping one time, and in a dream, now some people sleep with the gun under their pillow, right, for protection. But in this <laughs> dream I had... A guy come up in my bedroom. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. This was all a dream. Uh, and he, he was talking to me. I knew the guy from school. And when he went to go, he went down, down the steps like, and I thought, what are you doing in my bedroom at 2 o'clock in the morning? I jumped out of bed and went over there and swung his head to hit him, and I hit my wife upside the head. <laughs> well, she woke up. And, you know, I said, I had a dream. Now, now who's going to believe that? If I would have took that gun and went to shoot that guy in my bedroom in the dream and shot my wife, would you believe that if I went to court and told you that? Nope. Of course you wouldn't. It's ridiculous. But it happened. And it could have happened, but I didn't have a gun under my pillow. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. I think there's a moral to this story. Don't sleep with a gun under your pillow and have a nightmare. Yeah, we got some real gun safety protocols being ignored <laughs> across the board here. But well, I know that. I understand. <laughs> but I'm saying those, those things happen, and, and you, you can't realize the, what happens, you know, in a person's mind when something, oh. a tragic accident like that happens. Your mind just, it, it just goes somewhere else. Well, given the problems you had, Joseph, I hope you don't have any firearms in the house currently. Well, I have probably 50 here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk wow. about that sometime. <laughs> I, I, I'm an adult now, and I, I have... 
a little more common sense than I had when I was a teenager, you know. All right, Joseph, we have to talk about your collection one day, so we'll have to do that off air. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thank okay. you so Take much, care. sir. Have a good one. All right, one eight hundred. I haven't looked at my next gun that I want to buy in almost twelve hours, so it's time again. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got open phones. One of our listeners does have the answer to can a gun go off accidentally if you've gone past the first detent? And Stan says yes. If the hammer slips from the thumb as it's cocked, it could go off. If there was no shooting in the scene, why would it be cocked? Well, yeah, I mean, this this leaves a thousand and one unanswered questions. Well, you know, given Alec Baldwin's temper, you know, and the fact that there were delays in this film, if you said to me that, you know, he was really upset about something, he was waving the gun around, having an argument with the director, or having an argument with the, the uh, director of cinematography, who was the person who was killed, I can see him, you know, being aggressive, mm-hmm. not necessarily deliberately, and certainly I agree with Joseph, not deliberately set out to hurt somebody, but just being aggressive, you know, he could have been less than careful. Something might have gone wrong. Well, obviously something went wrong. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised this is gathering so much steam and discussion, but uh, we'll see. The interview airs tonight, and we'll get to hear verbatim what it, his remarks as it relates to this. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One of our listeners says, Joe, on a lighter topic, what are they building at the budget bakery? Uh, they're building a new Enterprise rent-a-car. Oh, okay. So the old one is too small or something? Yes, they've no. outgrown it. Oh, wow. Well, thriving I would believe business, that. Thriving business community. Well, yeah, they are down. busy. I've yep. been there a couple times, and yep, they're a busy place. So in the, um, getting busier as time goes on. Uh, you asked for the New York Post headlines. It is buried. It's like the 912th yeah, thing. Yeah, I think, uh, ironically, the they, they're picking another story today, Jossie Smollett. <laughs> Well, the fact that he told the, the brothers he paid to beat him up to yell MAGA while they were doing it and to pull their punches and not hurt him. <laughs> and he was supposed to, they were supposed to throw bleach on him. That was agreed upon. Were they? Yeah, that's in there. Uh, but the New York Post article, the headline, again, it's about 28th on the app all the way down, says conservative Supreme Court justices consider upholding Mississippi abortion law. So I think all of the writers, well, and it could just be the AP story, too. It may not be, um, oh, it's from Reuters. They're using the Reuters story. Joe has made a note here of the fact that most of the reporters who covered it seemed to indicate that Roe v. Wade would at least be limited or perhaps overturned, and that that was in their coverage, that headline was in the coverage because of the questions that were asked and the way they were asked yesterday. Joe's simply trying to say that questions are questions and they don't necessarily lead to decisions. I, I think the proper headline would have been Supreme Court hears arguments versus about the Mississippi abortion law. Period. Right, period. Because, you know, and then write a story about the attorney for A said this, the attorney for B said that. The whole process here is to gather information. But I think what the news media is doing is trying to gin up the base. Let's get everybody hysterical. I mean, what's what's a bigger headline than Roe versus Wade may go? What's the Fox headline? You you always like them. What what are they saying? I didn't look at it. I did look at it earlier. Wait a second. I have it here somewhere, Fox News, and they said, uh, actually, their top story is about the parents of the Michigan, Michigan school shooter, and they, high court highlights, five key moments from oral arguments in the landmark abortion case. All they're doing is presenting the two different sides and what they had to say, which I think With is no responsible general. That, that right. it might be going either way. Right. Just well, that's pretty bizarre. If they're the, the standout... 
Well, they're doing it correctly. With objective coverage. They are. I mean, they're not trying to get everybody hysterical, get people excited. And, you know, there were people at the Supreme Court protesting both for and against it. And I understand they, in one story, they were so loud, you could hear them inside the Supreme Court. <laughs> All right, Fox News Live. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is live coverage. Where do you find Fox News just normal, where you look at it and you Foxnews.com. get... Okay. That's where I was Well, that's looking. a weird place to find it. No wonder yeah. I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're looking at some bizarre website somewhere. But, you know, let's face it. The, the Supreme Court may make some limitations here. And, and as I said to one of our callers yesterday, I think it was yesterday, are we not or would we not be better off if there were a national standard? You know, here we, we are apparently, from some of the discussions going on, the Supreme Court doesn't seem to want to... Um, put their foot in it here. Mm -hmm. I think from what I've gathered, they're basically saying, you know, Congress and the administration or somebody should propose a law, somebody should pass a law, somebody should amend the Constitution, you know, otherwise... Get this going. Right. If you you are, if you have a definitive answer, if you believe this is the right way to go, then legislate it. And you look at the Constitution and or other important founding documents in the U.S. and you say, well, abortion should be legal under these circumstances Mm. and you see that there. Well, no, I'm saying I don't see it there. The Constitution doesn't guarantee anybody the right to an abortion. It guarantees you certain life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if you will. On which split decisions have been based, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's really what, you know, the true framers of the Constitution may have wanted. Look, I'm not in favor of abortion. I'm just not. But on the other hand, I'm not in favor of having 50 different state laws, each one of them a little different, so that people... I think you can make the argument that it's not equal protection under the law. If I could go to Mississippi and not get an abortion, but I can go to Delaware and get one, mm-hmm. uh, and in Delaware all I have to do is walk in and say I want an abortion, but in Mississippi I've got to jump through 75 hoops. And there's an abortion clinic in the whole state. <laughs> in the whole state, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, still Bill Clinton put it best, and I hate to admit it, when he said abortion be, should be safe, legal, and rare. Okay, but so. legal. Safe? Yeah, I don't think women should have to face a penalty for it. I don't like the Texas law for that reason. And that conflicts with your Catholic beliefs, but you don't impose those beliefs on other people. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't want your Lutheran meatloaf either. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes with macaroni and cheese. No, well, in that case, maybe I'll take some. Yeah, of it. see? <laughs> we have a couple old Catholics in the background. Don't you really? worry about okay. that. All right. To be continued, folks, thank you so much for listening to the first half hour. One third down, two thirds to go. And it's on the mark. Uh, We're talking about Roe v. Wade, the decisions that will be made by the U.S. Supreme Court probably next year. And uh, Alec Baldwin stealing the news today. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here, ultra-conservative, but a natural-born listener. He tries to be objective about things and not impose his beliefs on other people, unless it's Fox News. He does actually try to insert his Fox funnels on other people in the building sometimes, but they push back. So, but that's No, I've successfully installed it in a number I saw, of people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Michelle. But anyway, all right, so that's uh, what Joe does, but uh, he's a good guy. Uh, Joe, it is December. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. May I say you are strikingly handsome today? Thank you so much, sir. Very much appreciated. We'd love to hear from you on today's show. How could I have forgotten that? It was right here in notes. Tell Mark he's handsome. (laughs) I I left you the little reminder there. Yeah, I know you did. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We have gotten some texts today, so we'll look those up momentarily. Uh, we got well, a couple of two, three emails, including a, le- we'll call it a legacy email from last month. So we'll look at those, make sure that we try to read everything eventually that everybody sends us, if it stays plausible. Some are just so timely that uh, they, they, can't, they don't really stand the test of time to be read a day later or so, but the rest of them are good to go. So we'll get to those, and those were sent to on the mark at WKOK.com. And you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM, and you can also call us. Of course, this is the most important thing. You can call us, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Here are the headlines. Line Mountain School District sticking with its voluntary masking in its buildings. This despite the state Supreme Court reinstating the acting health secretary's order that masks are required in schools. Superintendent Dr. Dave, or no, scratch that, just Dave Campbell says the board didn't vote simply keeping its already approved health and safety protocols in place that include voluntary masking, distancing, screening at various places, uh, home screening of individuals. Campbell says the board feels nothing has changed since November 12th, so they'll keep the voluntary masking in place. The mini-surge of COVID-19 continues. Over 100 deaths statewide, including four in the central Susquehanna Valley. As for hospitalizations, locally, Geisinger has more patients on board with 113 uh, people, 36 of whom are in an ICU and 19 on ventilators with COVID-19, the majority of whom are all unvaccinated. Evangelical Community Hospital has one fewer patient on board at now at 15 people admitted to Evangelical Community Hospital. Associated Press reporting, if you see your state lawmaker and they are smiling, well, here's why. They just got a 5% pay raise to try to help them keep up with inflation. Uh, That's about a $5,000 pay raise per year. Their salary is now about $95,000. Chairs and caucus leaders will make $109,000 a year. Leaders of the House and Senate will make $150,000 a year. That's before they start to accept their per diem and other entitlements. Why? Lawmakers passed previous laws to raise their salaries whenever inflation goes up. GOP State Representative Frank Ryan of Lebanon County tried to halt the pay raise, but leaders would not let it out of committee. He's been saying the state is deficit spending, and he said, where does this end? How do we get government spending under control? Unquote. And yet they're worried about municipalities making a fortune through the use of <laughs> radar for speeding. They won't vote on the, the radar bill. No. I mean, they'll just bottle it up and it 
right now it's in Stan Saylor's uh, committee, uh, what, the Appropriations Committee, because they're trying to decide its economic impact. Mm-hmm. Odd that they were able to pass out the pay raise pay bill raises. from there. Yeah. 5%. Yeah, not right. too shabby. That's uh, in but addition. But, you know, we municipalities can't be trusted. We're just so greedy. We're going to win or pick people's pockets. Right. That's right. Well, the, the vortex, uh, Shemokin Dam doesn't suffer from the vortex the way Harrisburg does, removing the brain matter from individuals once they approach the state capitol. Uh, let's see. In case you missed it, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller delivered a speech yesterday on the Dobbs versus Jackson U.S. Supreme Court case, highlighting its importance for advancing the pro-life movement and protecting the rights of the unborn. Quote, Madam Speaker, we stand on the doorstep of delivering historic pro-life protections to the the unborn. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. This case will decide the constitutionality of a Mississippi law that supports life by banning abortions 15 weeks after conception. It is my hope that the Supreme Court will uphold the constitutionality of this law, which will set the stage for Roe v. Wade to be overturned, ushering a new era where life is valued and protected. Uh, so uh, his office came out with that statement yesterday, sent to our newsroom, another individual who's been on this program as well. State Attorney General Josh Shapiro issued a statement saying, quote, the Mississippi case before the U.S. Supreme Court could nullify the law of the land, set Roe v. Wade, and rob women of their constitutional right to control their own bodies. The extremists behind these laws won't stop with abortion. A decision upholding Mississippi's law would threaten many rights Americans have come to depend on, including the right to marry and access to contraception based on a radical, narrow-minded, and unilateral interpretation of the Constitution, unquote. Wow, that's a pretty strong statement. I don't think he has any real grounds for that one. I think Josh is just playing to <laughs> I the think base. Yeah, I think he's uh, looking for his uh, gubernatorial. I'm surprised it came from the Office of Attorney General, not the gubernatorial campaign. This is his... What was that about, uh, the radical people the, behind it? Okay, uh, regarding the Mississippi case, he says, the extremists behind these laws won't stop with abortion. A decision upholding Mississippi's law would threaten many rights Americans have come to depend on. Can he draw that corollary? How would it threaten anybody else's rights? It's if, if the decision is just based on, on that. What's he think people? Are, what, what's going to happen next? That the right to marry access to contraception. So, in other words, the Catholic Church is going to successfully lobby that no one may sell contraceptive devices because Catholics, uh, Catholic dogma teaches it's wrong? Well, I think what he's doing is he's picking off a few of the decisions that were made lately by, apparently, a more liberal U.S. Supreme Court that uh, related to issues of where religiosity is a factor in the beliefs related to marriage. Some people who are uh, ultra-religious feel as though marriage should be just a man and a woman, and that that should be the law of the land. They, unlike you, wish to impose their religion on everyone else and access to contraception. Of course, we know the Hobby Lobby case that also related to a fine local business related around here was also involved on that. Well, I just think if you have a very narrow interpretation of your faith and then you say, okay, well, just me following my beliefs isn't enough. I want other people to adhere to that. Look at when Congressman Keller was here. You know, he said, yes, I voted for the year of the Bible. No, I would not vote for the year of the Torah or the Koran or any other holy book because that's not me. I'm a Christian. We follow the Bible. That's why I supported that. And I would not support, you know, other religious books being the year of the uh, the Torah, for example, in, in Harrisburg. 
Well, all right. So that's that was uh, Congressman Josh now, Shapiro. Congressman Kelly's, uh, Kirk, Keller's S- personal. Opinion. Well, he was a state representative right. at the time. But you know, my my feeling here is that we should not be imposing other people, our religions, on other people. Quite frankly, but on the other hand, you know, I do think society has a vested interest in making sure that children, unborn or born, are protected. Look at all we do to protect kids once they're born. You know, the laws that we have in place, the people that are uh, prosecuted every year. I mean, they make an aggressive effort now to find these people out. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't have mandatory reporters. With if somebody saw a child being abused or saw a problem, they could or could not. They could report. or could not report it. Right now, they don't have a choice. They're mandatory reporters. So we're protecting the born children. You know, I always like it when the people who support abortion say, "Well, you don't care about them once they're born. You don't want to feed them. You don't want to care <laughs> for them." But you support that. But we law. do protect them. But but you know, somewhere in there, the, once the child is born and his parents assume responsibility for him or her, that's their responsibility. They brought the child into the world. They elected to have the child. They are responsible for the child. I mean, you can't put that off in society. Look at this, what crumbly kid who, 15 years old, shoots and kills people planning it. His parents had no clue. You know, somewhere down the line, someone fell short there. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that generally it's not because we don't try to protect children once they're born. And I think protecting them in the womb is certainly something at some point we have an obligation to do. Now, where are you going to draw the line? Mississippi's drawing it, what, 15 weeks? Roe versus Wade draws it at viability. So where, where where is the right line? Should there be a line or should there be no line? Yeah, viability seemed to be at the heart of some of the questions uh, yesterday. So, well, to be continued, we'll see what the U.S. Supreme Court does. So, uh, women say they have the right to choose and that it's their privacy right. You know, I stand behind that. I just think that you know, women's bodies should be theirs to control. I understand that some people feel that, uh, you know, a newly conceived child is viable. It's a soul, g- given a soul by God. And I, I get that. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I'm not sure that I even d- don't believe it. But I will tell you this. I, I just think that women should, men should should keep their hands out of women's bodies and let women make about the choices government? that relate. Well, especially governments should keep their hands okay, off well, of women's bodies. Well, there are women bodies. in Congress, too, you know, who will probably would vote one way or the other on this issue, and there are women on the Supreme Court, too. Right. But, I mean, here, it, it, you cannot make the argument that a woman has an unfettered right to do what she wants to with her, her body and then say, we're going to fire people if they don't get a vaccine that they're, they're required to put in their body even though they don't want right. it. Right. Well, there's a little irony there. Yeah, well, there's a lot of irony Yeah, vaccine. Vaccine mandates are another thing that could go by the wayside. You know, if people, if it is an irrefutable right that a person controls their own body and what happens to it, then that's got to apply all across the board. Right. It can't just apply here and there. But on, well, okay. So let, let's stay on this topic before we switch to the vaccine mandates. Okay. Uh, yesterday, AP. Now this is not commentary, but they're sampling opinion of various people. Um, let's see where is it. Uh, yeah, AP. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Pennsylvania Capital Star. Now, there were thousands of protesters outside the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said in a statement that the Supreme Court has the responsibility to honor the Constitution, the law, and the basic truth that every woman has the constitutional right to basic reproductive health and care. Mississippi's radical abortion ban, part of a nationwide assault against women's freedoms, targeting in particular women of color and women of low-income communities, is brazenly unconstitutional and designed to destroy Roe v. Wade. So the argument there is that we are responsible to pay for the abortions of people who are uh, uh, no, in no, less no, affluent not, circumstances? No, 
no, I, I, I don't think that's what they're talking about. I think what she's talking about is the fact that uh, if you say that abortion is going to be, you know, nearly illegal in Mississippi, uh, individuals who are poorer would be less able to travel to a state. You know, you and I could say, okay, well, abortion's uh, illegal, or illegal here in Pennsylvania, but you and I have the wherewithal, if we so choose, to travel to a neighboring state where it is legal. Well, I think uh, individuals with lower income communities, members, uh, would be less able to travel. I believe that's how she's referring to that. Don't you believe that, that some uh, women's group would form some sort of a fund to provide transportation for those people? I, I think in some cases the community would do that, but the goal is not to restrict a woman's privacy and rights so much that we have to come up with a club or a group of women that would protect them and transport them and help them to make up for onerous laws. Why don't we just skip the onerous privacy violating laws in the so first place? So it's onerous to try to protect an unborn child? Uh, that's onerous? What's onerous about that? I, I think that's a noble goal for an individual, but I think you shouldn't uh, impose that on women. Who else would you impose it upon? Who else would you impose it upon, Mark? Women it, are the ones who are bearing the children. I mean, certainly the fathers bear responsibility. What if there was a law that said a father who, uh, anyone who fathered a, a, a child out of wedlock had to have a vasectomy? You know, would you would you support that? No, I think that's extreme. So, in other words, overreach. the men you say the men should stay out of women's reproductive <laughs> rights. I don't know. You're <laughs> you're a pretty far afield here. Uh, in, let me finish the AP All story. Right. It says Kate Jones, an 18-year-old from Pennsylvania, said she never had a strong stance on abortion until she began attending Liberty University earlier this year. Clutching a Bible to her chest, she said she started studying Scripture. She noticed how everything comes back to life and the importance of it. If we stand for life? How can we stand for something that causes death and has brought so much hurt and pain into the world? Finally, Sheila Katz, CEO of the National Council of Jewish Women, said that access to abortion is not only a Jewish issue, but a racial, economic, health care, and religious freedom issue. Quote, no one should be able to dictate one perception of when life begins in this country. Unquote. Uh, she added that the Jewish faith does not share that belief. In our Torah, our sacred text says abortion is not not permitted, but required at times, and so that the only way we can have well, religious... Not permitted, but, but required. required at times. So in other words, how Let can me it finish. not be permitted and required? So that the only way we can have religious freedom is my ability to choose to have an abortion if I like, is if everyone can make their own health and moral informed decisions. She's... Uh, where does she stand on vaccination mandates? <laughs> I, I don't know. That wasn't in there. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Stand by callers. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Talking about abortion. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
All right. I told you I'd be driving a new F-150, and I am. 2021. This goes back to that color we had at the end of last year, the antimatter blue with the gray accent. Just a fantastic truck. Even better gas mileage than the one I was driving. And I'll tell you what, uh, this vehicle has a lot of great things. It's got the 360-degree camera package also. has hill hold, yes, but it also has all holds. So every time you go up to an intersection, uh, the eco mode kicks in. It hold, puts the brakes on. It keeps you from drifting forward or backward or sideways. And the engine turns off because it's got the start-stop technology. If you don't want the engine to turn off, and uh, then you can uh, turn that off. There's just a on-off button right on the right. dashboard. If you don't want the engine to turn off, you can turn that off. Right, Explain you can turn the little me. button off that says uh, to, to, that the automatic start-stop technology is disengaged. Like if you're going to be at gotcha. the intersection, I think they say for less than seven seconds, it's better just let it run in between. Also has a tailgate step and a bottle opener on the tailgate. A bottle opener? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does anybody open bottles anymore? I think it's noteworthy that they have that. I just also think it's especially noteworthy that that's right in the designation. Has a lot of driving modes. This is the this has something the vehicle that I was just driving did not have. It has driving modes including muds and ruts, slippery, deep snow and sand, towing and hauling, eco, and then of course Joe likes sports where it uses yeah. all the, all the uh, cylinders to make sure you go as fast as humanly possible. So if you can get another speeding ticket and get out of it. So hey, it's an opportunity for you to enjoy another F-150. Do as I've done. Antimatter Blue is this particular one, but they got a couple of other ones down there. They got a slew of Broncos and a couple of two three excursions and explorers and escapes also so they would just love to do business with you at the Sunbury Motor Company sunburymotors.com all right bob we are talking about abortion women's right to choose and should women have an opportunity to choose is that a good idea what's your view on that topic i think they need to uh, have that right and uh, if people are choosing to go the other way then they're going to have to live with it and anyway, the reason I was calling was uh, about that school shooting the other day. You know, this, this kid, maybe he was being bullied in school. Maybe that's why he went and, and came to this, uh, you know, bringing a, a weapon in and shooting people. So maybe he has a self-defense issue there, you know. If he's being bullied, you know, I dropped out of school because I was being bullied and... Um, I'm just saying, you know, bullying could be a big issue, and it's been going on for years and years and years, and things just aren't happening to take care of that. Right. There's just not enough people to, you know, it's just like there's not enough police on the streets to stop all the, the violence every day. Right. The district and police and administrators would have to be at every corner, every place, every section of hallway, every place, all the time. Actually, if you have cameras on every block, you can record everything, and you have your evidence. Do you record the audio from all these things, like every conversation? I think you are. I think you, you can legally that. do that if you're out in the public. You can record you know, the audio like too. That one thing out in Smoking going on now with that one—I uh, don't know, councilman or whatever he is—recording people illegally. Well, yeah, recorded people illegally. That that I, I know that much about Pennsylvania's law that you can't record people illegally. But if you have a school and you have the microphones on and you have a full expectation at the school that they're monitoring, well, that was a profound statement. What's that? You can't you can't record people if it's illegal illegally. Well, of course you can. <laughs> Is that what I actually said? <laughs> what I really meant to say was that you can't record them without their knowledge or consent. Thank you, Joe. If that's the law, right? All right, Bob. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think bullying still got to be 
addressed. Uh, we, we certainly have come a long way from when you were in school, but uh, we have a while to go. I think you're here to tell well, us. Well, we had so. that oh. incident a few years ago where a young man uh, took his own life because mm-hmm. of bullying. You know, and I think everybody has to take bullying seriously. But, you know, doesn't the kid have some obligation, and I don't know how you do it or how you would ensure it, to report it? In other words, if I'm being bullied, I, I would certainly want to go to the school administrators, and I would expect them, and I would think my parents would expect them to do something about it. Right. Well, you I know? think that probably is happening in some cases, but well, let's uh, hope so. there's more to it than just that. All, All right. right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our listeners says, did legislators get a raise or a cost of living increase? I think it's a cost of living Yeah, I think increase. so, too, related to inflation. But it amounts to a raise. Right. 5%. And they are 100% able to stop that from happening if they would were to recognize that uh, nobody else is getting 5 percent pay raises around here and that the state's already in big deficit spending and they're already significantly and significantly overpaid and overcompensated. They could easily put the brakes on that if they so chose. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Earlier we talked about the U.S. Supreme Court uh, and uh, popular headlines indicate that Roe v. Wade is at least in a little bit of trouble and maybe a lot of trouble. Al's always been advocating for this and was probably happy what he was hearing yesterday. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I hear nothing's going to come up until June anyway, the, you know, the course of things in the Supreme Court. But uh, the Declaration of Independence in Congress on July 4, 1976, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed, with their, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are, the, are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and I think that stands for every creation and what as soon as I I just believe in life after conception as soon as conception happens I believe that well I and think it some, belie- I think it means that women who are of an adult age should have their right to privacy when it comes to all of their health care decisions but it infringes on <clears throat> on the youngest and most vulnerable, the the spark of life is at the time of conception. That's when life begins in my mind. And and the uh, rights we are endowed by the Creator were backed up unanimously in the Declaration by the 13 states in the United States of America. And then I just want to add, I know it's getting short, let us not be measured by mass murder of our most vulnerable. And don't forget, if we make a covenant with the Lord, there is no sin that is so great that God will not forgive if we are serious about it. Right, but we're not we're not governed by we're not governed by religious law in this country. In other words, Sharia law doesn't hold any sway here, and neither does you know biblical interpretations of how things ought to run. Uh, if you well, took I Leviticus, you'd be stoning homosexuals, and we don't allow that. So we're we're a nation of regular laws, and they we have decided what secular those laws, laws are going to be. Secular laws, right? Thank you. Excuse me. Why did we use it in the Declaration of Independence? And what do we say? Endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Those are guarantees that we chose to set out based on our beliefs. 
Now that's what the Constitution is. It's a set of beliefs expressed in the way we intend to live and govern this country. But nowhere in there does it guarantee anybody the right to unfettered, unfettered decisions about what the what they what they want to do and how it affects other people. We have laws that govern our our relationships between each other. Texas wants to go with 15 weeks. You know how young the earliest survivor is out of the womb? Mississippi's 15 weeks. Texas already said right. six weeks. Al, you've, consistent, you've consistently called this show about abortion. Do you? Would you permit any abortion under any circumstances? It'd be very, very difficult because I know down the road that there are going to be mental um, thoughts that goes through the woman's mind, even if she was raped. Um, not giving that child a chance. It's really not that child's fault. Where in I say life begins at conception. What if the so child? What if the child has, has a? Let me, let me finish. All right. I don't think the woman has the right to terminate another life and say, "Go ahead and terminate another life." I just don't think that. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way against the death penalty. I'd rather take some hideous mass murderer and put him on an island somewhere. And if we do find that he didn't do it by some way, we can get him off of that island. And then in the meantime... Murderer's Island. Sounds like a TV show. Yeah. And, Great place to visit. And in the meantime, visit. anybody who's worried about that mass murderer can uh, All right. hop in a bump. Well, let me ask you this question, Al. The, the, the child, the unborn child, is discovered to have serious health problems, and he cannot live a normal, productive life and probably would require endless amounts of expense and yet not have a quality of life. I can answer that. All right, answer. There's been women that had a child that you're describing, and it was the greatest love of their life. uh, That's not my question. My question is, should a woman have a right if they feel they can't afford it, if they feel they can't provide for it, if they feel they can't care for it? They, if they can't handle it, they can put it up for adoption. <laughs> but you have to have it. You have to have the child. Right. If the child is so seriously ill, isn't it? Ju- aren't you just dooming it to a life in the system? And, and, and well, no, wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about poverty or illness? They told my parents that my one sister, it was between my mother and my sister. God said, forget it. Let it up to God. And they're, they're both still alive. All right. Okay? Fair enough. Well... All right, we got you, Al. Thank you so much for weighing in on this important topic. To be continued. Thank you, sir. I think the question of viability is going to be the biggest issue in this whole thing, whether or not they feel a line should Mm. be drawn. If the Supreme Court came down with a definitive ruling that this is where the protection begins, whether it's viability, which Roe versus Wade did, 20 weeks, 6 weeks, whatever it is, then at least states can craft laws around that, you know. But if if the Supreme Court says that there is an unfettered right to have an abortion uh, up to this point, then I think they would be doing their job, unless they want to start saying what circumstances an abortion would be permitted in. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll take another quickie break. We got three texts that relate to this uh, discussion, and uh, we'll take more comers. They were sent to seven zero two three six with the keyword OTM, and uh, you can email us at on the market at We don't have any emails that relate to, to the U.S. Supreme Court topic that we're discussing. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, did the justices get it right? Were they? Asking the right questions yesterday. What's your view? Call us now.
All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we're at uh, we're at a lull at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. So 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court case. Uh, of course, it relates to abortion, so uh, that's always a hot topic. Most of the uh, reporters who covered it seem to think that Roe v. Wade will come out of this interpreted. Uh, 24 weeks will probably get pushed back to X number, you know, maybe the 15 or so that Mississippi's law will be upheld. So there's been lots of commentary about that. Well, we can read these texts and emails, and then there's another topic we ought to cover as well. Uh, One of our emailers says, I get what you're saying, but all of our laws are based on Judeo-Christian principles. I agree, though, not literal biblical interpretation. One of our texters said, there are many forms of contraception. Maybe people should make the choice to use them to prevent unwanted pregnancy. Well, that's a discussion you and I had off mic. (laughs) And that certainly is not unreasonable to say that if you engage in unprotected sex, you, you ought, unless you're so, what? naive that you don't understand what the implications well, are likely I, I, to be? I think that's one way to look at it, but honestly, I, first of all, there's a lot of protected uh, sexual cases that end up in pregnancy just because you're using birth control. It's not 100%. But in any event, it's still you're still going in the bedroom and regulating people based on what you and I think, and I just don't think that's the way that we should control bedrooms. You know, <laughs> well, let, how should we control Well, them? let people <laughs> do as they see fit, and uh, let them enjoy their privacy and make their own decisions. You know, I I, I just think that... uh, So your philosophy is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Well, yeah, of sort. (laughs) What happens in people's private lives should stay private, including their decision to have an abortion. Uh, Maybe a woman should take control of their body so they don't become pregnant if they don't want to. I think that's a corollary to the the previous one. And then maybe if people use contraception and took responsibility for their actions, abortions wouldn't be necessary. Okay. Are they from the same person or different people? Different people. Mm, uh, same, same person. person. All, all right. three, the same person, same uh, comparable uh, good remarks. So the other issue that that, um, that I thought was very interesting is the several left-leaning student organizations at Arizona State University are demanding that the administration withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse from the university. The Arizona State University Students for Socialism, Students for Justice in Palestine, Multicultural Solidarity Coalition are calling on Arizona State University to take action against Rittenhouse by withdrawing him from the university and releasing a statement against him. And we touched on this very briefly yesterday, but even a not guilty verdict from a flawed justice system, Kyle Rittenhouse is still guilty to his victims and the families of those victims. Their demand letter states... Join us Does that to de- matter? <laughs> join us to demand from ASU that those demands be met to protect students from a violent, bloodthirsty murderer. Well, oh the jury God. system has found this man innocent, or not guilty. I won't say they found him innocent. They found him not guilty. Right. Have you no faith in and, the well, justice system? But I system? think what, what really cracks me up, in a way, is the fact that, that despite the evidence that, you know, he was there lawfully, he was there legally, he was doing nothing wrong. Everything he did that day was 100% legal, was, right? It was legal. Whether okay. it was stupid or intelligent, that's a, we can have that debate. Whether he was but asking it, for trouble? But he wasn't, he wasn't guilty of anything illegal. Now, the people that were rioting were burning down buildings. Uh, they were looting. 
you know, uh, one of them came after him. One guy pointed a gun at his head. Mm-hmm. Another guy beat him with a skateboard. And so he defended himself. And the jury, uh, they had 18 people who were heard the case, and then they drew lots for the 12 who would make the final decision. They were unanimous in saying that he was protecting himself. Well, but some very smart people off in the distance who didn't hear all the testimony and don't know all the law say otherwise. <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, I think that's they, what's they happening. Want, I mean, the president did a tremendous disservice when he branded the guy a white supremacist. And now oh, well, that, one of the other that, comments... See, that would have disappeared decades ago. It, was, it wasn't even the president. So, honestly, I just think that it, to keep bringing that up, it, it obviously doesn't hold true based on the facts. So, President Biden, if he never apologized. He probably should if he didn't reel it back in. Now's his chance so that you guys stop bringing it up. But that has nothing to do with this. You have a group on campus at a private university who say, okay... I believe it's a public university. Okay, well, that's fine. Either way, it's still a private entity. I mean, you know, they're not... They are able to govern themselves. They they don't rely on the state of Arizona. Arizona. Arizona for all of their governance. They have their own board of directors and rules and regulations and police force and so on that they that they cover. So you have a group of individuals at this private place that say, okay, the criteria to stay at this university should mean you've never been acquitted of something terrible that you've been accused of. Well, that's a ridiculous charge on the part of the students. I mean, you, you, can you have no faith in the justice system that there were enough unanswered questions that the uh, you know, justification of uh, self-defense can be held up? I mean, that's what I go by on this. You know, I, I have not dug deeply into this. I followed all the commentary afterward. But, I, you know, I put my faith in the jury system. If, if they got all the evidence, if the judge or the prosecutor did something wrong, well, then, you know, maybe that should be revisited somehow, although you can't retry Well, the Students things. for Socialism chapter spokesperson contended that the Rittenhouse trial, quote, effectively gives right-winged individuals the license to kill other individuals who protest for human rights. I've that's heard not that. what it gave him at all. Yeah, I've heard that. I thought, well, that seems a little extreme. I think it probably, if, if, if you don't understand all the facts related to the law in this particular case, and you thought he carried the AR-15 with him, and he was looking for trouble, he was gunning for trouble, if you think that's true, well, then you would think that that, that might be a natural outcome. But honestly, that's hardly what applies in this particular case. I mean, yes, I've, as you pointed out quite aptly, he was not... Uh, totally devoid of any um, responsibility for this, but he was acting lawfully across the board, or at least as far as the jury's concerned. Well, the, they go on to say, Rittenhouse took the lives of innocent people with the intent to do so by strapping an assault rifle to himself in a crowd <laughs> of unarmed citizens. Notice how you, he doesn't gently carry it in case he needs it for protection. No, it's been strapped, strapped on. <laughs> right. They say that is the textbook definition of intention. The decision made by the court is one of thousands of cases that have been influenced by biased judges, predominantly white judges, and mistakes inherent in a judicial system founded off of injustice to begin with the spokesman said. Well, you could say that about uh, the self-defense that aspect of it, too, that, you know, that he was so concerned for his safety or the safety of others that he felt compelled to act, uh, to be ready to help in a self-defense manner for himself and others. That's well, why he carried it. Well, they say he put property ahead of, of people. But, you know, let's face it, the Castle Doctrine says you come into my house and you're destroying my property, I could shoot you. 
Well, this is just the opposite of his house, but you're still permitted to carry. I guess I guess he had the gun legally, but his father gave it to him, right? Or well, it was in, in the, the state. He, he didn't carry it across state lines. It was there. Uh, I don't know how he... I don't remember the story exactly how he got it, but he did not obtain it illegally. There you go. All so, right. you know, if... Is and there he was a common sense... You always talk about common sense gun laws. <laughs> well, this is would there be a one. common sense gun law here that would have made this impossible that for him to get that gun? That would have prevented him from gun? carrying? Well, in Pennsylvania, I don't think uh, well, his age should yeah, a 17 year old be allowed be to hold, have such a weapon Stan <laughs> <laughs> alright 1-800-795-9565 Stan can text us at 70236 with the keyword OTM if you're allowed to carry an AR for protection if you're 17 years old and it's been lawfully acquired well, that's in Pennsylvania we don't know what I'm, I'm I know you're allowed to do open carry in Pennsylvania so alright 1-800-795-9565 Bob you get one minute right before the break go right ahead well, with that open carry, don't you have to have uh, something from the county? No, no, that's for concealed carry. That was those concealed carry permits in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're hunting or something like that, you don't need nothing. Well, you have to no. You, you have to if you want a handgun, Bob. You have to be. You have to go get a permit to get one. You have to answer certain questions, and I think you have to be approved, don't you? Have to well, be yeah, approved. Well, yeah, there's a gun approval form. That's but a once federal you, form. Once you have that, once you have that approval, if you carry the gun around with you on your hip, there's no problem. But if you want to conceal it, then you need an additional permit for that. Yeah, but an AR-15 or a rifle is not a, a <laughs> handgun. No. Right. Right, but it's not concealed. Okay. Anyway. It's not concealed. It's hard to conceal it. And <laughs> how would you conceal well, your an AR-15? Is long enough. <laughs> well, it would have to be really long, and I don't but, think you can uh, harm anyone. Not really. Rittenhouse guy goes. Apparently, he wasn't even going to college in school. He was doing everything online, so he really wasn't even in the school. So, you know, area. What's, what's that have to do with anything? The, the university well, kids don't has, care. <laughs> yeah, with the, the the students that are trying to keep him out of. Oh, okay, the university. he should be kicked out. Well, I'm sure the university's looked at it. You can't just kick somebody out because they've been acquitted of a crime in a neighboring state. I mean, that hardly seems. <laughs> doesn't seem very fair. Right. And uh, you know. He was acquitted, so it's like if you get convicted of something and you go to court and you win and you're, con you know, you're found innocent. There's there's no record of it. I mean, there is a little bit. It'll eventually disappear. But um, for him to be kicked out of that university is just wrong because he didn't do nothing. Well, they found he didn't do nothing wrong, in my opinion. He should have stayed home and not even went and done what he did, but that's my opinion. Don't go looking for trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So um, look at the hospitals around here. They're filling up again with COVID. Ah, you changed the subject and your minute's up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thank All right, you. appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. Don't forget, uh, we've been talking about it off mic. We'll go ahead and put this right on the radio. Talk to Santa on the radio every evening. Rob Center is the super producer of that show, and uh, that takes place 6 p.m. on Ego 107 and uh, WDKOK. And the kids come up here and talk on the Magic Radio. It is totally and completely enchanting. If you haven't listened to it just as a, as a bystander, it is just a super. You can watch it on the YouTube channel as well, so feel free to uh, watch it online live Magic at 6 p.m. Radio. That wouldn't be satanic, would it? No, it's the magic okay. radio tube. Okay. <laughs> it shows people, shows kids. All right, uh, Joseph has been waiting, or no, Joe's Joe. been waiting. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is about uh, hearing the arguments yesterday on at the Supreme Court where uh, I think Joe touched on it, but uh, it is all about vi- it's a viability. It's not about eliminating or not having abortion mississippi isn't even saying that they're they're saying that uh the viability and what is it the 15 weeks about four months yep, that's mississippi's right. law right so clarence thomas is asking the solicitor general because you have to focus on one thing in the constitution what's being infringed and he says what is the specific right to abortion in the constitution amen what and then it? Right. That, this is Clarence Thomas trying to focus the uh, argument rather than in a general abortion. You know that, that. You know that. So he lists four things. What is it? And uh, he he says, is it abortion? Is it liberty? Is it autonomy? Or is it privacy? And the attorney or the solicitor general goes on to, you know, say how it the Fourteenth Amendment deals with privacy and a history from like 1900 on privacy, you know, of other cases that's been heard. So I, I didn't get to listen to, uh, you know, let me be clear, I, I'm, and you have to like uh, summarize this quickly, I, I, I understand that, and he, then he goes on, but what is, what is right, what right is being infringed upon, and that's what the Supreme Court hears in every case, right, is what, what specific right in the Constitution, this is for the Supreme Court. And this is the hinge that the state, or I'll call it the state, uh, the, the government is making. Uh, viability is the mo- This is the Solicitor General talking. Vi- in answer to Clarence Thomas, vi- viability is the moment of interest that tips, and the state can act to prohibit a woman from getting an abortion based on the interest in protecting the fetal life. So it is. It's all about moving it from, say, 24 weeks to 15 weeks. It's not about stopping or not having abortion because science, I believe, has revealed that viability, which is, I think, part of Roe v. Wade. I'd have to look at. at you know, I don't read that on a weekly basis anymore, but. Uh, that uh, viability is the thing, and even right now, I do believe different states have different laws about viability. Like New York is like almost up to the minute, and they celebrated that, you know, a couple years ago that they 
move the viability and so if if that makes any sense or clarifies that's what the case is going to be about it's going to be very specific on one thing not is abortion legal or illegal it when it does want to go back to the states which i was i was surprised that joe he wants a uh, federal law covering all states when if he's a historian knows that the framers were so interested in states rights and uh no, that's, back what they settled that's on not eventually that's not exactly that joe that the federal government under under control and it has to be joe. specifically named for the federal government to act on that's why this neutrality of the Hold on, the, joe. the supreme court <laughs> go ahead well i i didn't say that what i said is i think that the standard uh, yeah, know, for I, the standard for viability should be the same you know what what are we going to say this is the this is the definition of when life begins or when we're not going to accept an abortion that's what i think that should be a national standard okay Go ahead. Uh, okay, I, I might have not got all that, but um, uh, you want a national standard on what? Well, I don't know if you're going to have a, a consensus on that. Well, you're not, that's, but I think the Supreme Court, if it's going to do a states, service... It's it, right. If, if the states are going, if, if the states are going to make laws, there ought to be some federal outline. If they're asking the Supreme Court to make a decision, the decision I would ask the Supreme Court to make is once and for all set the parameter that can't be crossed, the line that can't be crossed. Then right. states can make up their laws however they want to right. based on that. But right now we have all this innovative stuff where Texas is trying one approach, Mississippi another. Right. You know, so I, I do believe that your uh, your ask your question about having a na I'll call it a national standard isn't really what Mississippi's asking for. Mississippi's asking for this issue to be returned to the states and let the states decide and let the people of that state, which is a demo, you know, usually voted on a, in or it is voted on in a democratic way. Issues of abortion before Roe v. Wade. I mean. The issue goes back in the United States or this continent, you know, to the 1700s. Uh, but you, I, I just don't get that, you know, you want a federal law to control states' rights. That's, All right, we got you. Thank you so much, okay. Joe. Appreciate your yeah, call, as really always. appreciate it. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, and write it down. You're going to need it tomorrow. Joe will be enjoying his retirement lengthened weekend, so enjoy, sir. Yes, I am planning on doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> witty retort. And, uh, we Half witty. <laughs> yeah, no argument there. Um, no, we I will do. be enjoying a open day tomorrow after Financial Friday with the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. We'll talk about the jobless numbers, and we will lament that the participation rate is bouncing along the bottom. So that's tomorrow on WKOK. Ben Reikley will be our co-host. This is WKOK Sunbury.